Welcome to the 10th episode of 13 Ways to Lead with your host, the 13th Command Chief of the Air National Guard, Chief Master Sergeant Maurice Williams. Our featured guest today is Staff Sergeant Devin Duquette, an aircrew flight equipment airman from the 158th Fighter Wing in Vermont. I'm Master Sergeant Eric Gallion, and today's episode is about leading through rewards and praise. Praise in public, reprimand in private. Recognize troops for their hard effort and quality work. Never get too busy to say good job or thank you. Here's your host, Chief Williams. Hey, well, once again, I'd like to invite all of the listeners to the episode of 13 Ways to Lead. We have a special guest here coming from the state of Vermont, Staff Sergeant Duquette. Give us a little background on you and your career and kind of where you are right now. Thank you, Chief. Uh, and first off, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity, for allowing me to come down and uh, spend this time with you and chat about our career um, and how we lead through uh, rewards and praise. I am married and have three kids. Uh, since I'm a drill status guardsman and aircrew flight equipment, I also work a couple other careers on the outside of the military. And my full-time job is uh, being a butcher uh, for a butcher shop uh, down in uh, a small farm town in Vermont. And I also work uh, and volunteer on the fire department for my town. And I also clean and detail uh, automotive vehicles. Okay, well, you got a lot of different things that you do, and that's that's the difference in uh, being an Air National Guard. We have a lot of different skill sets and things that we do outside of the military, uh, and it brings a lot of variety and uh, diversity within our organization. One of the things, you know, you mentioned, hey, you had three kids. You know, we're going to talk about a little bit about reward and praise, but as I think about reward and praise, you have to do that not just within a work center, but with people, because it's people business. And I want you to think about it a little bit and, and give me and elaborate on giving reward and praise to your kids. Have you had an example you can expand on and talk about? Uh, yes, most definitely. So I have to look at rewards and praise every single day with my children. Um, because just like the military, anywhere that you go uh, and anybody you work with, um, they are motivated uh, by certain things. And we can look at those uh, things that they are motivated by and use them to reward them or praise them. So like uh, an example with my children, uh, my son, he absolutely loves Dum uh, Dum lollipops. Okay, the Dum Dum so, <laughs> lollipops. And he uh, does not like picking up after himself as any three-year-old doesn't like to do so one of the things that I I do with him uh, is we we go from room to room with each mess that he makes and I say if you if you can get this done in this amount of time you're gonna get rewarded at the end and I show him the dum-dum lollipop and it encourages him to uh, get it done as fast as he can <laughs> right and see those it seemed very simple, but that's how we got to do it, people within our organization. Uh, you're learning a technique and skill, and you hit one important thing is it's different for each kid. And just like in a work center, hey, and just like on my team, it's different for each person. A, a lot of times people always think that um, it's money that inspires people and motivate them, but it's not. 
If that would be the case, we wouldn't have no problem in recruiting people into the Air National Guard or Air Force if it's always just money, throwing money. But that's not. We got to see what motivates, you hit it on the point, what motivates and inspire people. That unique thing, sometimes it's time off. Sometimes it's awards. Sometimes it's a pat on the back. We got to recognize what that connection is that make, that when it comes to reward and praise. You know, I always talk sometime when I'm speaking to people and explaining the why and what they do. Because when you understand the why, you have a greater impact on your purpose in anything that you're doing. So I like to explain that to them in their job. So I'll open up to you in your job in air crew field equipment and what you do in your job would you be able to elaborate on how your job fit into the mission up there at the 158 with the new F-35s up there? Yeah, so since uh, the transition of the the F-35s coming to the Vermont Air National Guard, um, I just recently swapped into aircrew flight equipment uh, within the last couple months. Um, so being a drill status guardsman, I've gotten to see how they operate on a very small scale so far. Right. Um, but it's allowed me the opportunity to see uh, how we contribute. Coming from a different shop, um, we all have our portion of the why as mm-hmm. to the overall mission. Since I've joined AFE, it has been great insight to me, not only through connections that I've built, um, working with leaders, but also seeing that without the job of inspecting their flight gear and getting them out to the to the aircraft, mm-hmm. that mission's never going to take off. And one of the great things that I've seen through my time in the military is through those connections that we build, we can we can look at the why as to everybody, and everybody's gone a different direction as to why they're there. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I see uh, with recruiting, even, is we're we're so focused on pushing uh, free education tuition and all the all the benefits mm-hmm. uh, we need to be reaching out to certain individuals and seeing what they're the people that are interested in the military specifically mm-hmm. seeing what they're interested in and what draws them to the military because we all have different aspects as to why we wanted to join or why we want to join so we need to incorporate that into what we do right well, sound like I'm ready to switch you over to another AFSC before we get out of here and make you AR a recruiter and put you out there. But that's a greater that's a greater elaboration on that. You know, um, what do you think motivates and inspire you through reward or praise? I'm uh, the type of person that doesn't necessarily need the public recognition uh, to be rewarded or praised. Mm-hmm. I am a very go-getter type of person, so I volunteer, um, and this is how I I get rewarded. I'm the type of individual that likes to continually learn and strive for greater things, and that's through volunteering for different things around the base or opportunities. Two years ago, I got the opportunity to become the president of the Rising Six Council, which uh, was formerly known as the Junior Enlisted Council on the Vermont Air National Guard base. And we did a lot of things as a group that got rewarded and praised from around the wing. Um, Never once would I take any of that 
to being credited to myself because there's such a big team of individuals that make all of those steps happen. The, the part that I got the most rewards and praise from was seeing that all of these people and the thoughts and ideas that we had uh, contributed to the overall mission and success of the wing. Um, so that therefore just made me feel a lot better about where I was at in the wing. Right, right, right. Well, that's that's great. Uh, you know, one of the things you mentioned, you know, is out public, you know, and sometimes uh, I tell chiefs, you know, because I've had some experiences throughout my career where chiefs are senior NCOs, they're getting ready to retire, and they say, well, you know, I don't want a ceremony. And I always tell them, it's not about you, it's about the other people. Seeing that we recognize you for your service and show the appreciation to it. As I walk through the Pentagon sometime and I see individuals in their service uniform or service dress uniform, you know, I look on those, you know, I look at their ribbons. I can tell the, the difference between our regaf brothers and guard and reserve based on ribbons because we take our job as just doing a job and not rewarding people with rewards to give them recognition for the work that they've done, they have did. Uh, but of course, with our, with the Reg Av, hey, when you new, leave a new assignment, it gets uh, documented and they put in rewards. We don't do that as much. And so I look at the individuals they're walking out to. That's a reflection of your career. It's a small reflection, but it's a reflection of your career because it shows the things that you accomplished, some of the things that you've done, the places that you've been. And, you know, that's all a part of that as we say, hey, yeah, we, we pat people on the back for the job they're doing. We tell them thank you. But we also need to do it, do it formally, too, as a sense that big crowds can see that we recognize and we thank people for their service and how they're doing. You know, that's one of the biggest uh, challenges I think we have. It's a cultural change that we need to change within our Air National Guard. We're, and it's a little bit at a time. So I always look at individuals, hey, your reward, your awards should reflect your rank and your scope of responsibility that you are at that time. Sergeant Duquet, you kind of mentioned in a roundabout way, basically knowing your audience, knowing how to praise people in the way that they want to be praised. So not everybody wants a public display, but if you take them out back and say, listen, I really appreciate what you did back there. You know, not a lot of people want to be thrusted in the limelight, but I want you to know that, you know, not only are you doing a job well done, but you're inspiring younger airmen to behave the same way. Uh, definitely knowing where they come from as far as receiving awards and praise is the best step uh, in order to make them feel most comfortable and appreciative of receiving that reward. But you also got to let them know is that other people are looking at them mm -hmm. and you're basically in a leadership role where they're looking up to you. So we need to look at that and, and explain to them that, you know, there's, there's times that we can pat you on the back and say thank you, but there's also going to be times where we're going to have to call everybody in for a commander's call and give you a handshake and, and congratulate you in front of everybody and explain what you did so that the other airmen uh, can see, you know, what you did exactly and why you're being rewarded for it um, so then it can encourage them to do and take the same steps as you did. 
looking at your background, uh, you know, you've been over the Rising Six. Hey, you've been on the Honor Guard. You do a lot of things outside of your AFSC, and you make the connection with a lot of different people. So in that environment, hey, you can you set the example on what achieving uh, looks like based on the position that you've been in. And I'm sure you've been rewarded, you know, publicly, too, out among people, you know, I, that, and that's one of the reasons why you're here. You know, I met you doing the Rising Six uh, up there in Vermont doing lunch, and we was across the table. And uh, I said, hey, that's my man right there. I, every time I call us up, you was a guy. Hey, you was over the Honor Guard. You, you was over the Rising Six. So, uh, and now you're here here today. So that's that's great thing to, to uh, accomplishment. You know, with, within this leadership principle, I say reprimand in, in private. One of the things I always give an example of, and I want you to think about it uh, even when you're dealing with your kids, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to expand upon this. One of the things I always tell uh, leaders is, hey, when you, if you're gonna go in and reprimand somebody, when you get in there, always tell them what they're doing good. Then talk to them about the issue and get them to come together with some ideas on how we're gonna address it. And then last, hey, you go back and reiterate on the things that they're doing good. So, hey, smile on them when they come in. Tell them to help you out on how they're going to fix it, and then smile on them to go in the door. Because that first appearance is good, and the last appearance is, is good. So that's how I kind of um, always uh, – provide that insight to individuals, you know, when they're talking about counseling, we'll say reprimand. Are you supervising anything, anyone in AFE yet? I am not supervising anybody within the AFE shop. So that part's a little different for me. Well, you're learning now with your kids, so go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I don't don't mind correcting people if I need to, but I'm at work uh, from six o'clock in the morning till oftentimes six o'clock plus at night. So I get the text messages or phone calls from my wife explaining that, you know, either my son or my daughter did something bad and that I got to address it when I get home. So, you know, I try to keep a cool head while I'm at work uh, and try to come up with the plan of what I'm going to do and how to address it when I get home. One of the things that I've learned listening to other podcasts is raising children. It's one of the hardest jobs that you can do. Uh, Definitely, (laughs) yes. And, uh, you know... When it comes down to addressing problems and and concerns that they have, it can be even harder because we're just going based off the experiences that we've had and learned from. Uh, So one of the things that I've incorporated with my children um, and and still always learning to try to incorporate better of is when my kids do something bad, instead of going into it, just yelling at them and telling them what they did wrong. Like you said, you got to tell them something that they did good and then tell them what's wrong and how we're going to correct it and then tell them something good again right so that's perfect right there you just remember all that when you start leading those airmen in your section <laughs> because it's people are people and we need to take take the approach but it's, it's always to me about explaining why we need to do certain things to expand upon it people get that get that understanding you know earlier we talked about the why and I think also when it comes to reward and praise that inspire people to do things is they understand how they fit into the big picture. I always give the example of how 
the military in our nation, we look at what we call the national defense strategy and the objectives of the the objectives of the national defense strategy. And it's, the number one thing is secure the homeland. And how we do that in our organization is, you know, we be the best at our jobs that we can be. And um, I think if we explain that to people and how proficient they are, their job, that's rewarding to them and knowing how they fit into that big picture. Um, even at your, uh, within your civilian job as a butcher, in what you do, we, you know, we talked earlier in that you said, hey, it's just not like walking in the store and get some meat. So in that big picture aspect of your job, what do you need to know as a butcher when you're dealing with meat? Yeah, so there's a lot of aspects that goes into to being a butcher. You know, it, it it's not as easy as going into the store and choosing the, the cut of meat that you want for dinner that night. You got to look where the product's actually coming from. The farmers themselves get their story. You know, every, every animal's fed differently. So if you're more of an organic type of person, you got to be looking at the feed of that animal. But when they come into the shop, I mean, just the process of, actually humanely taking the life of the animal and then processing them to the point where it's being cut up to uh, the cuts that somebody wants and then directly shipping it to the customer there's a lot of steps involved and you know it correlates to any job that you work that you know it's not just a one and done type of deal or a one person runs the show there's a whole bunch of different aspects of the team that get the the job accomplished and the mission succeeded hey so now in doing that with your job what is rewarding to you is it the customers coming back saying uh how the meat was cut uh what type of meat what 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 gives you that feeling as being a butcher since you elaborated on all the details of it elaborate on what gives you that rewarding feeling yeah so the part that gives me the the most reward well, there's really two. I mean, I'm, I'm always continuing to try to learn and, and grow personally so that I can overall be a better person and then leave this world saying that I've done the most that I can and help the most people that I can. But the biggest thing to me working at the butcher shop is the connections I make with people. I'm all about networking and, and communicating with people and just hearing people's background and trying to influence it in any positive way I can or you know, even getting more opportunities to uh, expand my knowledge. So I would say the connections and talking with the people is, is the best part to me. Okay, so the feedback from the individuals just talking to them, you know, as you're dealing with the customers based on just being in that environment. Yes. Okay, all right. Well, hey, now we know what motivate and inspire you. So <laughs> we just got to keep a good group of people around that team in AFE and we get the best product out of you. So far, so good. <laughs> You sound like a people person. I I am very much a, a people person. I love talking. Uh, if you talk to a lot of people that I know, I probably don't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It makes for good entertainment. Definitely. Good info. Wanted to talk about overpraising and rewarding. Now, you have kids, so does that ever come across your mind as far as, well, I don't want to do this too much because otherwise... They become the next trophy generation, as they like to call millennials, even though we only received them. We didn't come up with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's actually 
I guess two two examples that I have of this. Uh, one is with my children. Like I said, my son loves dum dum lollipops, and we oftentimes catch ourselves uh, rewarding him often with dum dums because they're so small that you know it it becomes a a thing for him to continuously want them. Uh, which I'm not saying we're wanting to receive rewards and praise is bad, but there's a a point where if you over reward them, they're not going to take that reward and that praise as serious or, or look at it the same as if it's a once in a while kind of thing. Um, and then, like you said, uh, before about, you know, the millennial kind of thing, um, just, just my time and being in the military, uh, you know, we all make our, our opinions and whatnot of other airmen and, coming from a, a small shop uh, that I was in before, receiving rewards in the military is slim to numb, uh, especially in the Air National Guard. Nobody wants to write and, and make awards and, and submit you for them. So they're rare. And then you see uh, once in a while you get this airman from another shop or another area that's, uh, like Chief said, he's got a, a ribbon rack that hangs down to his knees. Um you know, it's it's one of those things where you're like, do I want to be like that person? I, I want ribbons, but at the same time, I don't want to be the only person that's receiving the the awards um, because it's just making you look You're afraid of the way. disdain or, or the rivalry amongst your coworkers if, if you get put in the spotlight? Definitely. Like that? Yeah, I think uh, if people aren't, equally getting rewarded for for jobs and tasks that you, they're going to build a persona against you um that you might not want uh and that's i guess where uh we need to come up as future leaders or leaders now um into equaling uh rewards and praise throughout our our wing that's right we own that piece and we can change that's what i meant to say it's a cultural thing we got to change and I mean, you can hit it on the head, but we we got to do it ourselves. We got to start changing the culture. That's why it's one of these uh, leadership principles I came up with, 13 Ways a Week, because it's something we got to change within our organization. Most definitely. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the biggest things that I've seen, especially being the president of the Rising Six Council. Uh, one of the biggest aspects that we looked at while we were working uh, through all of our, our missions there was the awards and recognitions committee and that's one of the the biggest things that we lack within our unit i believe is recognizing and awarding people for the work that they do and i believe that is why it's leading to retention issues within not only the wing but the air force in general is when you go to work you want to be rewarded for the work you do and not just being worked and abused i personally think the solution to it um, not only is changing the, the mindset of the airmen and the leadership team uh, to focus on the steps of rewarding people, but I also think it comes down to training. I personally, I would submit anybody that I know that does a good job for something uh, in for a reward, but I don't know the step in order to do it properly. Um, so I think that's what we need to focus on is doing a training and simplifying the process to submit people for, for the good things they do. Yeah, you bring up a good point. That takes me back to back when I was a uh, E6 and we'd come back from deployment and I was supervising. I was over the section. My background is transportation 
And so I had all my individuals within my shop come in, stand behind me. I took my time prior to and went into Air Force Portal and wrote a step-by-step process on how to submit awards. And I had all of them watch me submit an, an award and then gave them a copy of the Word doc. And they had to go evaluate the awards that those airmen that they was leading and submit awards. So when that changed and we started uh, submitting awards and we changed the whole culture and how we submit awards. But it took down to that training uh, that you mentioned, but it was step-by-step. Step. I learned it myself, created a Word doc, so they can go step-by-step, step, and then they went out to go find and see where their people was on awards, and we started submitting awards. And like I say, it wasn't just everyone got on the award. Hey, it was evaluated who who had you know, been on deployment, uh, who hadn't had award a while, and uh, that's how we changed the organization. But Yeah, and I think one of the, the other big aspects to it, too, is look at – when they achieve something good, reward them at that time. That's right. And not years down the road. Like a, an example of this is I just finished my six-year uh, first contract with the Air Force, um, and I was considering getting out of the military. And when it got down to my leadership that I was considering getting out, Airman of the, the Quarter Award came up from year-plus ago, and they, they rewarded it to me. So it's like, all right, well, I received the award late right is this like a oh you're you're doing good we want you to stay or or not so i think one of the biggest things is trying to reward them when they know that they did good and right on the time that's right well and appropriate hey you i'm sure you can think about times with your kids you <laughs> you got to praise them at that time when they do something good not wait late hey they, they have forgot about what happened yeah you know if you wait to late on that time it's the same thing about reprimanding too Reprimand on the, at that time, not two or three weeks later, because uh, people have lost the thought about what, what did even I do? happened. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't did three weeks ago. I yeah. can't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, that's that's great. I would be uh, looking forward to seeing you and hearing in the future on how once you progress in being a supervisor. Hey, based on your civilian job. Uh, and how you make that connection with people, hey, based on your interaction with your kids and how, you know, you understand that reward and praise and also reprimanding piece that how you administrate that. I think that's a great thing for you to grow into that supervisor position. Well, thanks, Chief. And uh, thanks, Dr. Duquette, for taking the time to speak to us about leading through praise and reward. Be sure to follow the Air National Guard on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And for more of Team 13, follow the director of the Air National Guard on Facebook. Join us again next month on 13 Ways to Lead, where we will be talking about leading by being optimistic. From all of us here at the Air National Guard Podcast Network, have a great Air National Guard day. Team 13, out. 13 Ways to Lead is produced by Major Amber Schatz. Our editor and sound mixer is Master Sergeant Brandy Fowler. This episode was recorded at the Secretary of the Air Force Public Affairs Studio in the Pentagon.